Josh, are you okay? No. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Free For All Podcast, your source for all things geek, I guess. Uh, I am your host, Evan Swafford. With me, as always, a very well-adjusted and healthy Josh Barnett. I don't make the best decisions in life. <laughs> but Chuck- damn it, I have fun. Chuck's here. Hello. Also, Chuck- Josh already broke his promise off-air of saying he's going to be perfect for the next two episodes. I didn't know you hit the button. It shows on the screen. I was looking away. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, video games only, folks. Roll it right along. Uh, make sure to check out the first show because it's an absolute shit show. Oh, man. Just I prefer it to literally every podcast you guys say I'm slightly racist. Well, there is that. I would go through that pain again before ever being called that on the air because I'm not. Well, however, uh, let me go ahead and answer your question before you ask it next time. Four more years of Trump. <laughs> then eat that. Uh, I don't know if that's serious, but dude, that was that's some like life ending threat, like fear of death pain. Like it was terrifying. I was worried for you. Oh, so, man. Again, go watch the first show, people. Um, well, we didn't get E3 this year because the world sucks. Um, so what we're getting is, like, gradual, all summer, just random trailers, and, like, hyped events are happening. Uh, it's really hard to keep track of, but I'm doing my best. Uh, so we got a whole lot of trailers we're gonna talk about. I think we've all seen most of them, at least, and if not, we'll kind of be describing what's going on. Um, PlayStation 5 event was the big event that's happening. I'm gonna save it for last, uh, for this show. Um, we'll do the indies right before that. So let's talk about everything else. Uh, one of the big ones that came out and that is going to be, I'm sure, at Ubisoft's conference is Ubi has decided to join the Battle Royale party. Um, they've announced Hyperscape. Um, they've already been giving out beta keys for streamers uh, to be testing, and it's highly rumored that it'll go like a wide open beta um, probably when they do their conference. It's rumored to be very soon. Um, did you guys see the trailer for Hyperscape? Um, I got to watch a little bit of gameplay. I unfortunately forgot to add that to my queue on my lunch to watch the whole trailer. Um, it's a much faster-paced, no-closing-circle battle royale. It's interesting. Well, they've got the degrading landscape, which is kind of their take on the closing, the closing circle. Yeah. So if you're inside of that degrading landscape, it's like you're inside of the storm. And um, yeah, you'll you'll lose health. It's a little bit slower. It's not going to be like as lethal as uh, some of the other circles, but you will lose health, and the buildings and stuff will start becoming transparent, and you can get shot from it. Basically, you'll just be walking on a white landscape trying to catch up, and people are going to be like, "Oh, look at this fucker!" and murder you. Um, I want to believe that they all say exactly that with that tone. That's how I play. And then someone shoots me in the back because I'm not good. Um, but <laughs> God, that. I'm terrible at Battle Royales. I just don't like them and I don't want to get good at them. So I'm not good still. I wouldn't call myself good, but I like, 
I can play without embarrassing myself most of the time for Warzone. I really enjoy Call of Duty Warzone. I still play it. Um, so, but for the most part, I'm not a big Battle Royale guy. Apex was fun to try, but not really my thing. Um, PUBG, not really my thing. Fortnite, definitely not my thing. I'm pretty excited to try this, actually. This looks really fun to me. It is very fast-paced. Um, they are really stressing the verticality of it. Um, there are like jumps and ramps all over the place that shoot you up into the sky. Um, you take zero fall damage, so you can just be flying all over the map. It doesn't matter if you fall. Um, uh, so like it's big urban landscape. They gave the name of the city. I don't really remember it. Um, it's a hundred players. Um, but some of the things that they're doing different, um, you start off in little individual pods, um, you control, you can eject anywhere. Obviously you can play, they've announced you, they have solo modes, they have team based mode. Uh, you start with, it doesn't matter what, they have multiple characters, but it has no bearing on, on your play style. It's just cosmetics. Um, you start out with a, only a melee weapon. Um, and you go around and you loot as you do in Battle Royales. There's, uh, you can pick up uh, a, two guns and two hacks, and hacks are powers um, that you can uh, find and equip. So instead of your character-based powers, you just find them. Um, you can combine them. Like if you find the same gun over and over again, it'll keep upgrading the gun, like adding bigger magazines or more firepower, stuff like that. Uh, same way on the hacks, it'll make them better the more you find of the same one, um, which I thought was a pretty cool thing. Uh, when you die in this one, um, it's become a big thing, not because it's so fucking hard. Uh, when you die, there's got to be ways to get you back in. In this one, death, you become an echo, um, which makes you basically you're not limited to just watching a kill cam to get brought at you become like a ghost on the screen and you can go anywhere on the map and try to scout out for your teammates. Um, and when your team kills an enemy, that enemy becomes a spawn point for a single player. So you can bring back somebody. And so it encourages fighting, which is always good because it uh, doesn't prolong the game. Um, there have a thing called battle events which are events in certain parts of the map that is designed to bring players in, um, such as, like, uh, low gravity, where everybody's just up, like, fighting in the air, like the third Matrix, uh, or unlimited ammo, or stuff like that. Um, and a cool little thing that they're doing is uh, Twitch uh, viewers can actually influence what the Game Master, which is AI, does. They'll be voting on if they want, what type of event they want, where, and all that stuff. Uh which I could see going very wrong, but in theory, it's a pretty cool idea. Um, and the other thing that sets it a little bit different from other Battle Royales is the final, once you get to the final circle, quote-unquote, um, the hyperscape crown appears, um, and you can either be the last man standing, which by default you would have the crown, or if you can hold the crown for 45 seconds without getting killed, uh, and the crown taken away from you, you just win, even if not everybody else is eliminated. Interesting. So, so different strategies going on, a lot more fast-paced, a lot more verticality. Um, I don't know. It's going to play a little bit different than the others. It's good that they at least is not just cut and paste from a lot of the other ones. I like the um, the weapon upgrade, too. If you pick up the same weapon uh, twice, you can fuse it together and make like a whole new weapon with upgrades and stuff like that i thought that was kind of cool yeah yeah it's a it's a super cool thing like there is definitely a little bit of battle royale fatigue going on i think for the first time like 
Fortnite's like starting to dip a little bit uh, in its popularity. PUBG is still a thing, but I don't hear ever hear anyone talk about it. Um, Apex is still going strong, but it's faded a little bit. And Warzone's doing really well, but that's because it's the newest thing. So I expect this to do well. Um, it's free to play, of course, and I'm sure there'll be a bunch of battle passes and all that. Um, but uh, the trailer was really good. I thought it's, they, I thought it looked really, really. They made a good. They did a good job of making it look fun. I'll say that. Uh, what's next? Avengers. We're only a couple of months away. Months away from Avengers. Um, they've been doing a lot of work. A lot of people have gotten to play Avengers now. Uh, as far as journalists, uh, some pretty good news coming out of that. A lot of people say it's really fun. Um, we have seen some of the gameplay stuff they've released. Um, looks really fun. Still not like the greatest looking game in the world, mainly because of the uh, character models, which are not amazing. But it does look like uh, at least people that have played it have said you don't like it. Doesn't deter you while playing. Um, but we did get a story trailer in which they showed several villains, but revealed the overall villain, which out of nowhere is Modok. Yeah. Um, that was Modok in the car, right? No. Modok is see at the end. Modok is a giant floating head with tiny little arms and legs. Yeah. I I knew that. I thought for some reason that was a different, like, I don't, because Modok is with AIM, right? Yes, that was uh, someone else. That was actually Leader. Um, okay. He is, a, uh, he is a Hulk, a traditionally a Hulk villain. Uh, they oh, come- yeah, okay. He's super smart. Um, and, uh, it, like, his gamma radiation just made him, like, insanely smart. Um, He's usually green, though, isn't he? He is. He looked kind of yellowish. Like, in the t- it was hard to see because it was dark. Um, Abomination, I also saw, which is a Hulk villain. He was, he appeared- was huge. He was very huge. Um, yeah. Modok is a fun choice. Uh, I like Modok. Uh, he's kind of divisive, but he's usually, if he's well-written, can be really fun as a villain. Uh, I don't know, it's interesting to see. A lot of people are really digging a lot of the Kamala stuff. What did you guys think about the story trailer? I liked it. This is the best. This is the first trailer that <clears throat> I've seen of that game that makes me actually want to play it. Um, not only for the... Um, you know, the combat and stuff like that with everything going on and everybody kind of pitching in. But it was obvious that there were, like, upgrades, like Black Widow um, towards the end. She had a bunch of armor pieces and stuff like that on. Um, so that that looked pretty cool. But the, the story was intriguing. I want to find out, like, you know, the Avengers were set up and they all got to come back together and all that kind of stuff. It, it seemed much more intriguing to me this time around than uh than the previous trailers i've seen right i'm really trying with this game um i can't get excited to save my life it has nothing to do really with the graphics side of things um gameplay wise like the thing that i've not been able to really see is the true feeling of like each of these heroes as individual characters like i get that they have like their special moves but it looks like they don't i don't know there's something like a lack of individuality with them in a lot of ways that i've seen um that just isn't intriguing to me i may be wrong but um i'm gonna give it a shot i just it doesn't give me a whole lot of um excitement oh no yeah he's struggling yeah he is i would say this to josh's point um 
going off trailers, I could kind of see where he's coming from on that. Um, at least from IGN's guy that played it, um, he said the exact opposite once he played it. He said it actually does a really good job of highlighting like their strengths uh, and characters. And to what you were talking about, evidently the skill tree for each character is massive. And me and you could both, like, our main character could be, let's say, Thor. And they could play, like, completely different characters by the end because we could upgrade them in, like, such vastly different ways that they just play that much different. Um, so that encouraged me. They, from what they said, it's basically the idea of, like, Ultimate Alliance, but with Arkham-style combat in a Destiny-style game, which... That's an interesting combo. I don't love loot grinds, but I don't mind it like on stuff like Minecraft. Uh, Minecraft Dungeons, that is. Um, so hopefully I'll like it here. But if the gameplay is fun, I could see getting way more into it. And so far, everybody says the gameplay is fun. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. If it plays like Batman and it's got Avengers stuff in it, that'll be fun enough for me. Yeah, I mean, I don't have to like... The goal is for eventually, like, one of those games to be a game like what you do with Fallout 76 of, like, hey, I don't have anything else I have to play. I'm going to go play this game I love that's constantly available and adding new shit. We don't really have that. Um, a lot of people use Destiny for that or The Division or Fallout 76 or... Sea of Thieves. Sea of Thieves. Plus, I, I love the Sea of Thieves, but if I jump on by myself, it's not exactly fun. And I'm also... Every time, every time I've gotten on recently, I'm like, oh, I've forgotten how to do this well. Um, but see if these is fun. Um, Josh is uh, not doing well. Okay. Um, let's talk. Hey, did you watch the uh, trailer for that game called Dreamscaper? Yeah. What did you think about that trailer? Refresh my memory, because uh, I watched a lot of these trailers in a short amount of time. Yeah. Oh, I remember this now. This is the people that uh, that look like the people from Ashen, right? The character yeah, it's models? Yeah, the, the roguelike. Yeah. yeah. It's a like action RPG like roguelike game. Um, it's PC only for right now. Um, it's on Steam Early Access sometime this summer, um, which means I won't get to play it until it comes to console. But uh, I put it in there because uh, IGN spotted it. I mean, they're like Summer Games Fest a couple of weeks ago, um, and I just I I watched that three minutes of gameplay and I thought it looked awesome. Did you guys? I don't, it caught my eye. Did it was Did it look like anything to you guys? I don't I don't get into roguelikes like you guys do. Um, it's even weird, playing, but even playing uh, West of Dead, mm-hmm. um, which. It's caught my attention more than any of the other ones. It's still, like, I get frustrated with it. So this didn't seem to me like it was anything different than that. It seems like it's a lot of trial and error, and then trial and error and trial and trial and trial. Uh, So I I don't think I'll pick this up immediately unless it's on, like, Game Pass or something. So it didn't strike me that much. Yeah, it's strange. I mean, I really do like... Roguelikes a lot. Uh, Dead Cells, one of my absolute favorite games in you know the last decade. Um, but sorry, um, I I'm actually on Chuck's side on this one. Like I didn't see a whole lot that intrigued me in the gameplay style of it. Um, I didn't love the look of it. <clears throat> now that could absolutely turn into something like a Dead Cells that 
maybe I wasn't blown away the first time I saw it and then I actually played it and I loved it because I picked it up when a lot of people were like ranting and raving about how great it is. <clears throat> but until I get a chance to get hands on with it, it doesn't scream anything that I'm like super excited about. I kind of I've actually turned this trailer off halfway through. Okay, that's perfect. Uh, just me then, and I'm the one that can't play it. <laughs> yeah, uh, right. Uh, did everyone watch the trailer for Metal Hellslinger? Yes. Yeah. Are you, in, any any excitement for that? No. Looks like bad Doom with a bad rhythm system built into it. It looks awesome. <laughs> I so want to play this. It is coming to console. It does look. It looks like the most low rent Doom. I agree with you, um, but it's uh, basically like Doom slash Cadence of Hyrule. Um, you're only shooting uh, uh, to the beat of the game, which is just heavy metal music playing the whole game. Yeah, so just shoot a lot. I don't know. Uh, I'm kind of doing that in Doom already. It's just that their music is faster metal. I mean, I could see this game being bad. Don't get me wrong. Like it is. Uh, uh, sorry to talk. Whatever you said, totally scrambled on my screen. Um. Uh, um so I could see. You're right because the graphics. I was like, oh, that's not great looking. But man, it, I, the idea of it's fun to me, and I just love Cadence High Roll and Doom. So I was like, maybe do that. It's it's a uh, idea for sure. I just don't know how well it's going to work in practice. Yeah, that's. They were like, and granted, I don't follow the metal scene, but at the end, they're like, Fe- featuring performances by, and I was like, I've never heard of any of them. <laughs> I recognize most of the bands. They're not my particular brand of metal. Um, a lot of people really like Trivium. I've just never been a big fan. That was probably the biggest name that was there. Um, cool, man. Like, you know, it's interesting, an idea at least. Um, my main issue with it, with it was like, it says it's to the rhythm, but really all that means, I think, is just hitting the attack button every, like, eighth note. Like, it's not, it doesn't look like the rhythm changes in any way, which you could say the same about Cadence of Hyrule, but there was a strategy, which there probably is in this game as well, um, and a charm to being in the Zelda world as well. Like, you actually were making moves as you learn the patterns of the enemies and, like, going back and forth with trying to line up the right hits and not get hit type thing, um, and you were getting awesome music from like you know zelda themes that are remixed in cool ways um this literally like every single attack that i was watching was just like bam 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 so it's not like there's a challenge to the rhythm it's just can you hit the trigger or the attack button every one and a half seconds that's fair Uh, we'll see it is coming to console and that just screams game pass to me um so if it does i will absolutely play that Probably not going to pay for it. But damn it, I'm 0 for 2 on games I thought looked cool. I yeah, bet- sorry. I'm not trying to be all negative. No, no, no. no. I, I appreciate the honesty here. Uh, it's good discussion. But it better be 1 for 3 now. Because damn it, out of nowhere, there's a 13 remake happening. And I yeah, 13. fucking love 13. So I never much. played it. Oh, Man, it's so good. It's a first-person shooter that shell-shaded... Uh, and it's got like comic. It plays under like a comic book panel style. Like you can snipe somebody from a ways away, and you'll see like their face, and then their face turning, and then a bullet hole in the middle of their head, and you like just keep going. Three panel thing. It's so cool. At the time, there was nothing else out there like it. 
Um, it's a really good like uh, spy story going on. Um, crossbow for the win, by the way. You're fucking right, crossbow for the win. Uh, I've seen like side by side of the original and the remake. It's, I mean, it's beat for beat, and it's just you don't think about sometimes cel shaded as like how upgraded it'd be because cel shaded is like such a unique style, but it looks very much. Uh, for the new world, uh, and it's coming out this year. It's coming out on November tenth. Um, this might be the last thing I play on the current gen, depending on when it comes out. That's uh, that's a fair assessment. This looks cool. I don't have any affinity for the original game, but um, it looks like it's fun. I I doubt I'll pick it up just because there will be other things for me to play at that point in time. Um, but it looks cool for sure. Uh, I play this game. It's awesome. God, so good. Also, please put it on Game Pass. I pretty much say that about every game, but you know, please put it on Game Pass. Uh, this has been rumored for a while. Then it got confirmed. Then it got a fucking trailer. Star Wars Squadrons. Yes. This, yes. So I'm not a big Star Wars guy, as you know. I don't. I'm not hating on it. Um, but I mean, I'm not the big. I don't like it just because it's Star Wars. Um, I thought the last couple of uh, Battlefronts have been widely overpraised. Um, this looks awesome. I'm so fucking in on this game. Like so, everything it, about this game is awesome, and now I can play it VR. The most puke. <clears throat> nah, man. I I don't get motion sickness from it so far. Oh, I don't get motion sickness. VR sickness is a different feel, and man, it's only certain games. Like, maybe just Iron Man's not doing it, and I don't know why. It mainly has to do with the latency. Yours also is probably a little bit better on the latency than mine is. Iron Man's doing it. Let's just go ahead and say that. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. <laughs> uh, like, weirdly, the game that got me the most playing VR in the past was the Street Luge game. That game fucked me up. I played like... <laughs> And I was like, I need to sit with my eyes closed for a good hour. Um, anyways, no, no desire to play Squadrons on there. But I did play the like that Call of Duty space shooter game, which is, looks like low rent version of this. Um, this seems like the style of Titanfall One. There's going to be a single player story campaign, but it's kind of like play P versus E on that. Um, but there is a small campaign. I doubt it's going to be too involved because this is a forty dollar game. But it's mainly for the main two game modes. There's one that is just straight up five on five, basically deathmatch, um, with you flying Star Wars space uh, craft. Um, and then there's one that's P versus P versus E, like massive space battles with objectives. Like uh, if you're the rebels, you're like having to do like a trench run and going in and uh, blowing up. Uh, uh, I don't guess the Death Star or whatever the big fucking ship's called. I don't know. Star Destroyer. There it is. Um, that part of the game is when I got sold. I was like, this looks incredible. Yeah, that mode looks really cool. It's basically a three-tiered um, battle. Like The first one is just your standard dogfight to gain control, and whoever wins that dogfight then goes on an attack run, and you attack the like smaller fleet ships first. Once you destroy those, then you attack the massive ship, which... They showed was like a super star destroyer, I think, and I think like Ship just a delicious, <laughs> like a, uh, I, I think like a Krellian freighter or something like that. Like, but just in general, like the idea of like that multi-phase battle and 
the idea of like these eight classes or these four, I guess, different classes that have eight ships total, one on the Empire, one on the uh, uh, Rebel side. Um, it looked cool. It looked really cool to like get a 5v5 uh, game going. I find it interesting that it is five players, but only four like ship classes. Um, they said because, huh? They said eight on the trailer. Well, eight ships, four classes, uh, one for each side. Oh, okay. I got so you. the the Tie Fighter and the X Wing. Yeah, but you don't want to like. You're gonna have to have two speedies because you can't just have like four bombers. I mean, they made it sound like you could get away with that. Um, I don't know that that would be the smartest idea. Probably lose. Uh, you know, four bombers and one support ship, maybe. Let's be honest. With our track record, whoever we're playing online is going to beat us, anyways. Most oh, yeah. that, those fourteen-year-olds will wipe the floor with us. But I, yes. I really, I really like this trailer because it reminded me of the old um, Tie Fighter and X-wing games on PC, mixed with um, Crimson Skies, yeah. which I fucking miss with a passion. It's because Crimson that, Skies is fucking, fucking awesome. Love Crimson Skies. So yeah, I'm super excited. I mean, some of the the specialty turns and um, like you know the e brake kind of go the opposite direction. It just it just looks so much like so much fun. It does look fun. It's out. Uh, I believe this October. October second. Yes, that's right. So it's crazy thing. We're not that far away from it. That is months. Uh, from now. Yeah, it's crazy. This year has been shitty, but it feels like we're flying through it. Um, I guess it depends on the fucking day. Uh, oh, shit. Let's talk about Cyberpunk gameplay preview. We got a 10-minute uh, in-depth uh, breakdown from, yeah, who, which one we watched. Um, there was a couple different ones, but I did. We watched the uh, Xbox One. Yes. Um, what did you guys think about this? Because this fucking... I mean, I was already sold, but man, I'm really fucking sold on Cyberpunk. Tell me what you guys saw, because um, I want to make sure I watched the same trailer you guys did. I'm 99% sure we saw the same trailer, because me and you watched it like that day, Chuck. Okay, so it's the one where the guy goes in the convenience store and you can hack in the terminals and all that kind of stuff? Yeah. Yeah, that looked awesome. God, this game's going to take fucking forever. If you can do that with, like... All of the the scenes and stuff like that's gonna take so long. Yeah, there's like VR inside of a game. Like you go into it, and you there's like a, another virtual world you can go into, which you can do. And it's so cringeworthy to hear them use it as an example, but they're right. It's good as far as it's a good idea. It was just done poorly. They used the Tacoma system of like rewinding and going through time to figure out like the best way to plan stuff and like rewinding memories or something that happens in dreamscape. Um, it's really cool. Not Tacoma. Tacoma is not really cool. Fuck those guys and fuck that game forever. Um, (laughs) the amount of customization, um, that you can do is fucking insane. There's so much you can do to your junk. (laughs) It's crazy. There's five different types of pubic hair for you to choose from. <laughs> um, but only two vaginas. Yeah. Oh, man, that's some bullshit right there. I think there's like ten dongs and five or and two vaginas. Yep. Top of the fucking patriarchy. Yep. People are, there will be people who are like, this is bullshit. Uh, <laughs> like, all right. Uh, so on the I'm, vaginas, is it just an any or an Audi? 
<laughs> yes. Yes is the short answer to that. Um, I think nope. the thing that sold me so hard was how much that customization actually means. And it's not just you creating a player. Because I'm like, this is a first-person game. Does it matter that much outside of cutscenes? But, like, if you build a, sh- like, kind of, like, wiry hacker dude that's super smart and fast, but he's not a like, imposing guy, it completely changes how the world interacts with you. Like, you're not intimidating. People will be, like, try to intimidate you and be more forceful. If you try to mouth off to someone, they might shoot you in the fucking face. Whereas if you're, like, a big grunt, like, people act completely different. They're intimidated by you. That's such a cool system that I don't understand why it hasn't it hasn't been done good before. And from what I hear, not only is it here now, it's been done extremely well. That was out of a lot of selling points, that was probably my biggest selling point of like that actually matters on like what my character is. Uh probably hasn't been done before because this game was announced eight years ago. Yeah, they put some work in. Um I think it looks really cool. I think that the systems in the game are fantastic. Um, I wonder if I'm going to be as engaged with a first-person shooter-style game. <laughs> For the most part, um, totally their prerogative to make the game that way. I'm not like one of those people who's angry it's not third-person, like the first announcement of it. Uh, I just wonder if it's going to engage me as much. Uh, but the systems are awesome, and I love CD Projekt Red, so I'm definitely fucking excited for it. I used to be completely out on first-person games that weren't, like, a first-person shooter. Um, and then Dishonored happened, and Dishonored kind of changed me on that. Because um, it's different, but, man, Dishonored's just the fucking best. Yeah, th- this this game just reminds me of, like, Deus Ex on steroids. That's fair. Yeah, there's a lot of similarities, I'd say, there, except for, you know, the game play, I'm assuming. Yeah, chair. <laughs> yeah, Josh, how are we doing? Uh, pain comes and goes. Right now, it's real, real bad, but I can manage as best as possible. I, don't, I, I don't know how to make this stop and go away. Time for the people that don't know, Josh ate like the hottest chip on the planet Earth, and it's killing him. <laughs> yeah. So when you hear that noise, it's Josh slowly. Josh's inside slowly melting. Or if I disappear for a few minutes, it's just to uh, go try and clear myself, not grossly. No, you just take that how you will, folks. <laughs> there he goes. Let He's the clearing clear. begin. <laughs> uh, the purge. Oh, man, this is just the gift that keeps on giving. Uh <laughs> Oh man! Uh, what was the name of that chip he ate? Uh, I don't know. Who cares? <laughs> Josh at the moment, probably. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. So what we have left to talk about is PlayStation on two fronts. Um, uh, obviously they had their big PS5 conference. We're going to go over in a minute, but they also um, revealed their PlayStation Indies initiative. Um. Which is refreshing to see from them. On PlayStation 3, I felt like they had the market cornered as being like known where you go to play indie games. And I feel like Xbox really stole that from them in this generation. I think Xbox has been way better working with developers and getting the titles to us even before Game Pass. Now Game Pass just makes them like so many readily available. Um, yeah. 
so clearly, Sony's going to make a push on indie games uh, as they go into next generation. So they announced nine games. We got trailers for them all. Um, not all of them were brand new announcements. Some of them we've been seeing before, but we've got new stuff. But most of them were new. Um, only a few are coming to PS5 or also to PS5. Several are going to be PS4, which means we're going to be seeing them fairly soon. Um, I've got short little synopsis of them, and then we'll kind of talk about the trailer. The first game uh, is Fist, Forged in Shadow Torch. Uh, this is a 2D action platformer that sees an anthropomorphic bunny with a giant metal fist fight its way across a diesel punk-inspired Metrovania map. Um, I thought this trailer was cool. I didn't see any indie trailers. I'll go ahead and tell you that right now. Oh, it's, good. it's a good time for Josh to be done. <laughs> uh, this game looks like one you would play. I did not have time to look. Not all of these are PlayStation exclusive. In fact, I think most aren't. Uh, there's a couple that are. Um, so there's a good chance some of these pop up on Game Pass over on Xbox. Um, this one looks really fucking fun. Uh, the trailer almost made it look like uh, the a dumbed-down version of Beyond Good and Evil uh, Two trailer that we got. I was like, what's happening? There's a huge bunny. There's a giant bear mechanic. Uh, it was weird, but the, it looked, the action looked really, really fun in it. Um, uh, it is, it just says PS4 and then in, in quotes it says soon. So I guess it's going to come soon. Um, let's see, what can I talk about that's easy to get out of the way? Oh, a new Worms game is coming out. Somehow that's an indie game. Always. It's always. It used to be ID at Xbox. Now it's this. Uh, this one is Worms Rumble. Um, it is uh, for PS4 and PS5. It says the upcoming game introduces a real-time arena-based 32-player cross-platform extravaganza that puts a new spin on your favorite warmongering invertebrates. Um. To me, what this looked like was Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare done with worms. Oh, okay. So it's a third-person shooter, kind of? Kind of, yeah. Huh. Uh, okay. Like, like traps set up in the world. There was different uh, classes of worms going around. Um, and like I said, it's an arena-style like battle game. I don't know. Like It didn't look terrible. Um, if it was, I'm going to say this a lot, but if it was Game Pass, I would certainly play it. Um, it didn't, but it didn't look that bad. Josh, how are we doing? Uh, living the dream. Yeah, we're talking about, about PlayStation indie games. Yeah, I heard you talk about Worms. Yeah, we're what Worms Rumble, uh, which was probably the least exciting out of all these. I, not that it looks bad, it's just, I mean, it's a Worms game. It was the least exciting for me because I fucking love worms and I didn't want a 3D like action uh, like real time game. I would just like new worms again. Like that game, the, the real worms is so fucking fun. It's a good time. I just feel, I mean, if you played worms, you've played. Uh, this one, you one remember, uh, Lemmings. I love Lemmings. Back in the day, yeah. There was uh, a game. Uh, on the Atari Jaguar that was very Lemmings-like. That is one of my most underrated games of all time called Attack of the Mutant Penguins. Uh, God, it's awesome. But basically, you have like a line of penguins. What's that? So that sounds like a Weird Al song. <laughs> it does. Uh, but basically, you were setting up like traps to kill 
evil alien penguins and like save real actual penguins if i remember correctly uh, and it was very lemmings-esque where like you know lemmings you were trying to set up paths to get through the level to like have them all live if possible and things like that which is crazy that the legacy of that, those poor creatures is just ruined by disney murdering them um but i i don't know yeah worms sorry not uh not so much my style personally it's fine. I told Chuck it looked to me like a Worms version of Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare. Yeah, uh, nowhere near as polished, but yeah. Yeah, it didn't look that polished. And then we also talked uh, briefly, he hasn't seen the trailer, so it wasn't much talk uh, about Fist Forged in Shadow Torch. Yeah, Fist. This game looks fun, right? It looks awesome. You're fucking, your murder rabbit with a bear mechanic. <laughs> you got a big bear fist. He's yeah, like the trailer starts and it's all kind of cool looking. I don't really know what's going on. And like he's this like guy with the soldering or the welding mask or whatever is on working at a bench. Door opens. He turns around in his chair. He pulls the mask off and it's a fucking bear. And I was like, yeah. Uh, next game. And I'm going to guess that you're in on this game. It's called Maquette. Um, it is a first person puzzle game from Graceful Decay and published by Annapura. Uh, it's bound to garner comparisons to the witness. Marquette has uh, Maquette has you manipulating objects in simultaneously simulated recursive worlds to create solutions to progress. Um, so basically, um, solving puzzles. There is a mini version of the city you're in that you can go manipulate, where you can actually move stuff in the world. But also, there's bigger versions of the same world that you're in outside of the walls, and it's a, this weird tribute puzzle game. It's hard; it really is hard to explain without seeing it. Um, it looked cool. It doesn't really look like my thing, uh, but I wouldn't mind trying it. Uh, yeah. But it did kind of remind me of The Witness, but maybe not as like super clever as The Witness. Yeah, um, it definitely, do, you're right, it does look like a Josh's Hell game, and I was, like, at first I was like, I don't really know, it feels like it might be trying too hard, but uh, by the end of the trailer, I mean, it does overly, like, win you over, there's this voiceover of a girl coming up and talking to a guy who's, like, drawing in a sketch pad or whatever, and I guess there's some, like, audio love story going on there um, as part of it. You're muted. Or lost your audio. I guess. There you go. You're good. You're good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I have no idea what happened there. Yeah, anyway, it was weird that there was an overall love story, but yeah, it, I don't know. Can you hear him? Right now, he's not saying anything. I'm saying something now. Can you hear me? Yeah. Now you're better. Yeah, you would, you would like still, like, there was a lot of feed, like feedback noise and everything. All right. Jeez, uh, way to be professional on the podcast, Evan. Right? Right. Uh, where the heart is coming to PS4. The dick. Uh, what? The dick. <laughs> uh, it is a narrative adventure game coming this winter. Uh, the new game from Armature follows a family throughout their lives. Choices made by the main character, Wit, will affect family members across their lifetime, seemingly radically changing the locations you visit along the way, which include realistic and surreal landscapes. Uh, this game looks awesome. I'm going to say, this is the most Evan-ass game I've seen. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, what about you? What did you think? I thought it looked fun. Um, I definitely, it might be the one I'm, I was most excited about until I saw Fist. Um, 
it definitely looks like um, on the side of the walking sim style story games that I do enjoy. Um, just shy of oxen free is kind of what it, it looks. It had strong oxen free vibes, which I think is probably like why I was like, fuck yeah. But like watching the landscape and like people fade away because of choices made, like fast forwarding through the game and how it radically changed it on a narrative like adventure like that, that's my shit. Yeah. I, <laughs> it was I, like, um, they won. It looked like oxen free meets the garden between. That's fair. Yeah, that's, that, that, that's a pretty apt comparison. Uh, the next game was Creeks, coming into PS4. Uh, coming in a few weeks, it says, so we're going to see this soon. Creeks is a hand-drawn adventure puzzle game. Um, the game tasks you with discovering the secrets of a mansion, avoiding eponymous Creeks, which are these little scary creatures that don't like light, and collecting a series of crudely animated bizarre paintings. Um, the hand-drawn nature of this game is super cool, and probably the biggest draw to it um gameplay wise basic little 3d puzzle game i don't know how involved it'll be uh could be surprised but it looked run the mill just but with gorgeous hand-drawn animation yeah um not wild about the style but i like the implementation of it um kind of gothy in a way um but the way that they pull it off looks really cool like it's just i I personally don't commit to the way that the characters look but the way that it moves and the way that it's animated and everything is like a very uh good execution of it all um and yeah you're right the puzzles do look fairly basic it looks like a lot of like light manipulation and stuff like that and um a lot of like playing with what are the actual things that like you hear when you're scared in the dark type thing and when light hits them, they turn into something else like a dresser or something like that. And it just turns out that it's not actually anything. Right. Um, cool idea. Probably not one I'm going to touch though. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, that's one that I hope's also. <laughs> and we, and it is a game pass game. Cause then I can just be like, sure. I'll try it. Uh, yeah. Heavenly bodies coming to PS4 and PS5. This is a 2d physics based action puzzler. It casts you as a cosmonaut trying to fix your space station in zero gravity and can be played in co-op. Uh, arriving in 2021, the game will use the PS5's DualSense controllers features using adaptive triggers to simulate the density of objects you're gripping and haptic feedback to communicate the feel of the ship around you. Um, I didn't like the description. The trailer actually like looked fun if you're playing co-op. It looked like uh, almost like a, not in the style of it, but in the gameplay, almost like a uh, unraveled style puzzle thing. Oh. Um. I'm real out on this game. When I saw it, I was... <clears throat> so it has that... Um, what is it? Quap style of gameplay, it looks like, where you're controlling each limb independently. Yeah. Um, in a way that, like, I just don't like those games that much. Um, I think the only game like that that I ever wanted to play but never did was I Am Bread, mainly because that game looks like a lot of fun. Um... This one, it, it, it's a cool enough style in terms of, like, a hand-drawn, uh, very flat 2D, like, two different cosmonauts or whatever in space. But, like, the whole, you're floating around, and the only way you control is by, like, moving your right arm up and, like, I guess auto-attaching to this piece of the ship. And, like, you float around. And I, it's really weird to explain. There's a very specific gameplay style with it that just I've never been a big fan of. Um, but... 
it's cool that they get to make it. Like, I'm, I'm happy with the indie initiative thing in general because that was a big thing to start the PS4 and then it kind of died off. Um, and then Shuhei Yoshida got put in charge of the uh, developer outreach program, basically, at Sony. And this is, like, one of his very first, like, fruits of his labors type thing. Um, it's cool to see these, like, nine games get announced all at one time. And a heavy focus in some of the um, PlayStation conference was on indie stuff, too. So I think it's always cool to get those kind of developers coming out of nowhere that could make a game that is really cool to begin with. And then they get a bigger shot later. Right. I agree with that. Uh, another one is Recompile, uh, which had a lot of acclaims for it. It's coming to PS5. Um, explore, fight, and hack your way through a virtual landscape that will react to your actions. You try to escape deletion and recompile the upcoming exploration based on hacking. Uh, basically, you're a computer program inside of that trying to avoid deletion. Um, a lot of I looked it up. There are a lot of people excited for this game. It didn't look great to me. Me uh, either. So... I don't know. It looked, uh, I don't know. I think, uh, some, watch the trailer if it's for you. To, uh, if I find a way to try it, I will, but not something I'm buying. Uh, Carto uh, for PS4, upcoming adventure game that utilizes a world-shifting puzzle mechanic. Uh, use this power to explore mysterious lands and help a quirky cast of new friends. Uh, it's coming in fall of 2020. Um, I don't want to play this. You count sheep, Evan. You do. You also like zoom out to see like almost like a puzzle board of the map, and then you take a piece of the map and move it into a new position, which is a cool mechanic. But that's going to get old to me pretty fast. Yeah, it would really depend on their implementation. Again, not one that I'm like rushing out to play in any way. There's only like two or three from these that I really like had a strong desire to play. Uh, yeah. Well, Fist and uh, Where the Heart Is were the only two. I was like, fuck yes. Uh, no, Those are my two. I would play. Uh, the last one we're going to talk about is Haven. Uh, share the journey of two lovers, escape to a lost planet in a desperate attempt to stay together. Uh, play as you and Kay gliding over the grassland of a shattered planet, unraveling its mysteries to find a way to sell for good. This game looked Japanesey. I don't remember this trailer. Uh, I remember putting it into YouTube, and it's starting, but I don't remember this trailer. It wasn't good. Um, there was a gameplay mechanic of you flying that looked kind of cool, but then it, like, you were, like, erasing stuff from the world looked like paint, and I was like, Splatoon? Um, and then it got real Japanese. Um, so, I, I, probably not. Uh, it's, it's gonna be a hard pass for me. Um, let's get in to the PlayStation Conference, though. Those are the indie games. Let's get into what they showed at their major show. Um, yeah. and it was a lot. Uh, good conference by them. Uh, yeah, I thought they, they pretty much nailed everything they needed to other than the price uh, in terms of like a variety of games, uh, some big surprises, some like expected games. Um, you know, they, they definitely kind of hit the mark a lot in also showing like a decent amount of gameplay as well for the majority of it. Uh, I actually did a, a decent amount. It wasn't a problem with me with Xbox, but I thought on several games, they had more than Xbox did on their third-party stuff, but I still didn't think there was a ton on a lot, but certainly a little bit. And for me, CG, like, in-engine stuff doesn't bother me. It still gets me excited for the game. Um, we're just going to kind of go through it step-by-step. Step. We'll spend more time on the bigger stuff and uh, kind of breeze through some of the others. Uh, the first thing they opened up with, because they were probably paid to, uh, Grand Theft Auto Online will be coming to PS5 in 2021. Um... They were very paid to. Yes, they were. Uh, the big thing for that was 
uh, one GTA Online is awesome. But if you uh, have it on play, it'll be free for you on play- PlayStation Five at launch. Um, you can just have it on PlayStation Five because they'll make their money off all the microtransactions. <laughs> Uh, in addition to that, um, well, I don't know, because if you get it on PS4 right now, every month until it comes out on PS5, you get a million dollars in, bu- in uh, GTA bucks or whatever. Um, <clears throat> incentivizing people to play. Yeah, it's true. You also can, I mean, spend a million dollars. I guess like expansions. One vehicle, too. Yeah. Um, but then we got into the real games, like the new stuff coming, and they opened up with a good one and a surprise. Um, at least for what it was, I thought we might see something from Spider Man. Uh, but we're getting a Miles Morales game. Hell yeah, uh, we are. Which I'm very excited for. My one gripe with them with this conference was how unclear they were on this game. Um, even though I mean it's whatever. I'm really excited for the game. Um, I loved uh Spider Man on PS4. Um, we're getting Miles Morales Spider-Man, um, and we're getting it this year. It's going to be, it says holiday 2020, so I'm pretty sure that's just them not giving away their launch date, but it's going to be a launch game. Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's definitely, oh, I guess not definitely, but about 95% a launch game. <coughs> um, this looks awesome. Um, like brief snippets of gameplay, but certainly obviously looks just like the Spider-Man we already knew and love on last gen. Um, except Miles can become invisible, which is cool as shit. He also has Venom Blast. Did they show that? They do. They show his okay. hands charging up for a Venom Blast. Um, yeah. Those are his main two differences, and that and he uh, is a different uh, race than Peter yeah. Parker, uh, which is a great thing for diversity. Um, this is, is a standalone game, but it is not the sequel to uh, the Spider-Man game. It is kind of an in-between game. I think Lost Legacy for Uncharted, uh, something along those lines. A smaller game, but still significant. I mean, Lost Legacy was still probably, what, 15 hours? 10 to 15 hours still, yeah. I mean, the like Uncharted was only, like Uncharted 4 was only like 15 to 18 hours. Like Lost Legacy was still a significant like chunk of the game and or, you know, size of game. And like most likely this will still be the whole city of New York. Um yeah, it was cool like this one you can just swing around New York whenever you want to. Exactly. And get those like super fast load times. You they I, I expect you might see like faster actual swinging too. Um because that was one of the big things that they had talked about uh with the SSD and the like faster loading times is they actually had to reduce the speed that Spider Man that Peter Parker could actually go through the city because the game couldn't render that fast. Um, you know, they showed a like rocket ship almost style, like flying through New York when they first were showing off the SSD, um, in the Spider-Man engine. So that would be really cool. Uh, we're getting weather. It looks like, um, there's like definitely some snow Christmassy vibes, which to me is awesome because Christmas games or Christmas uh, time in games is my fucking jam. Um, Chuck, did you watch any of these trailers? I did. Okay, cool. You just hadn't. I don't think we're giving you a chance to talk about that. <laughs> That's okay. I really enjoyed the Spider-Man game on uh, PS4, so I'm looking forward to this. Um, I mean, just even a handful of hours will be fun, depending on how much it'll be. But uh, yeah, I showed it to my boys too. They're excited about it. We all enjoyed playing the last one, so it was fun. It was one of those like really cool hype moments that you get from like a well-done conference too. Even though there wasn't a stage for it, it was like. It just, like, started with the trailer. Uh, Jim Ryan or whatever came out, and he was like, you know, from here on out, we're just going to let our games talk for themselves or speak for us or whatever. And then, like, it immediately goes into this 
slow reveal of like this fist punching something and some voiceover talking about, you know, being a hero or whatever. And then like slowly you start to see the like the outline of the webs on a Spider-Man suit type thing. And it was just like one of those like, oh, shit, they're actually doing a new Spider-Man. And, like we're seeing it right now type thing that it was like a really cool. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a big sucker for YouTube reaction videos. So like something like this. Uh, was cool to see people react to the conference and get like a lot of those kinds of moments. I will say I knew immediately what it was. Like see, immediately. Yeah. I, was like, <clears throat> I didn't. Uh, but I was still super stoked. Uh, next game they showed was Gran Turismo Seven because you always got to have a racing game to look pretty. Then pretty uh, cars. Yep, still look pretty. A lot of glares. Got to show off that race racing. Uh, they did show like the little view where like first person where it shows like inside uh, inside the race car. There was a they had a reverse camera inside of the uh, cab with you um, that was real time that would legit show what's going on in the game behind you. Like dyna- it, it was a cool little piece of tech they put in there. I was like, oh shit, it was something subtle. It was really really cool. Um, but also it's Gran Turismo, so there's that. Um, Fair. the next, next again they showed was Ratchet and Clank uh, Rift Apart um, oh. they really went all in they showed a long trailer for this talked about it a little bit and then had a little bit of just straight gameplay this is something they did have a nice little chunk of gameplay for what do we think about this uh, looks fun I mean yeah. it looks like Ratchet and Clank but I mean every Ratchet and Clank game there's a new hook um, and this one was the rifts in the world and stuff like that. And it, it looked pretty, uh, and, uh, it looked very ratchet and clanky. Yeah. To me, this was the most impressive actual display of next gen in this whole conference. Um, in terms of like the amount of stuff going on on screen, the, uh, quick loading of the SSD, like clearly they built this game with the idea of what the SSD can do. Um, being able to fully render those worlds as you're flying through that on-rail section and, like, change the environments. Like, some people may not quite understand exactly what kind of programming and what kind of, like, wizardry and tech needs to be done to achieve that. Um, but it's really fucking cool. And the reflections going on, especially that section where you're, like, running through and there's the Kraken in the background. Um, the way that the floor is reflecting everything dynamically, just to give comparison last of us part two is like the most gorgeous fucking game I've ever seen in my life. And I don't understand how games are going to start looking better. Um, but in the puddles in that game, like there's great reflections, but they're not dynamic in the same way. They're not actually reflecting what's in the world, the way that this game was It's programmed to appear that you're there when you walk by, but it's not like actually reflecting the motion that you're doing. Yeah. Like as you, as Ellie or whatever walks like across a puddle, like, you don't really see all that much or like you can actually like very specifically point out trees and stuff in the, like in the actual world that aren't in the reflection, but other parts are and stuff. And it's a nice little wizardry trick and it looks really cool and impressive, but to see the way this pulled it off and that like just the pure power of ray tracing to be able to pull that off. um, It's cool to see like those little tricks because we've long known that we're not going to get some amazing graphical leap. We'll get some games that look amazing for sure and way better than uh, this generation's games, but it's not going to be that 360 to PS4 jump or, you know, more specifically the, you know, Xbox to the 360 jump or anything like that. Yeah, that was the last, like, major graphical jump we had was PS2 and Xbox into PS3 and 360. That was a huge leap. Um, 
But you look at something like Last of Us 1 compared to 2, and there's some fucking leaping going on, even the remastered version. Yeah, um, for sure. Um, but also, end of the life cycle to another end of the life cycle. Oh, yeah, 100%. Difference next time, too. Um, yeah, Ratchet and Clank is, for me, I enjoyed the last one. I don't think it's enough for me to buy this one. I do like that mechanic. We've seen it, like, in uh, Titanfall. We've seen it in Dishonored, of, like, the little rifts that you can do. Um, it's always fun. It's a good mechanic. Uh, speaking of showing off like how pretty stuff is, Project Athea came, uh, had a trailer, um, and I think we all agree that game's never coming out. It's <laughs> never coming out, but damn it, it looks cool. And uh, Gary Witta, who wrote Rogue One uh, and does a lot of kind of funny content, uh, helped create the world behind it. So like him and like a group of uh, people actually like wrote a lot of the lore of the world. It looks cool as shit, and like there was like a little bit of gameplay in there, so maybe it gives me a little bit of hope because the stuff Square has announced previously, like that, was all CG, like the actual uh, luminous engine from the beginning of the PS4 era that yeah. never became anything. Yeah. Um, I have a stronger feeling this comes out, but I also don't know. Uh, it is listed as an exclusive. Um, we have no idea what it is. True. Really pretty. You remember Deep Down? I do. Capcom Souls-like game that I think might have come out in Japan, potentially, but never saw the light of day, even though it was in like the opening PS4 game trailer. Uh, this does have that kind of vibe, but I'm hopeful. Gary Whittle also wrote After Earth, and that hasn't ended, so I'm just going to throw that out there. Well, once he finishes that, Project... Athia. Uh, then um, I didn't even have Chuck watch this because what's the point? Stray. Yes, Stray. I, I saw this. Were you angry? I w- <laughs> afterwards a little. What's the? It's yeah. Death Straying. Oh God. Cat Stranding. You're just a cat, but evidently a detective, but you Don't just... eat another chip, you bitch. Fuck you, never again. <laughs> you're just in this cool-looking world, admittedly, but you're a cat that evidently will solve crimes? I don't know. I, I'm in. What, what the fuck is going on with Stray? I don't know. Got a cool backpack? Uh, I I whatever. Backpack. Stray's a thing. Uh, Returnal, which I still say is the worst fucking name. It's, ah, that makes sense. It's not great, but the game doesn't look terrible. Uh, continuing the current trend of hey, time loops. Um, I thought this game looked pretty fun. What do you guys think? Uh, it's it's Housemark, so I'm definitely in. Uh, they made the best PS4 launch game, uh, so I'm totally in. This is a little bit of a different style, but still totally looks like a Housemark game. Uh, they did Resogun and mm-hmm. Dead Nation, and there was another one that I can't remember the name of. Um, Cool idea. Groundhog's Day on an alien planet. Like Prometheus meets Groundhog's Day. Yeah, that's about um, right. Third-person shooter. Sure, why not? I, I probably won't pick it up, but if it's free on PS Plus, I'll give it a download. Well, hopefully they'll trend that. They'll continue the trend with Housemark of making that a uh, launch PlayStation Plus game. Oh, just give me Resogun 2. I, I would also be okay with that. I do love me some Resogun. Got it. Uh, I didn't have Chuck watch this one because... Really, what's the point? Sackboy, a big adventure. Um, so sure. it's a little, it's a little big planet uh, 3D platformer, and that's really all you need to know. Yep, 
uh, very smart of them to get that and one other game, I think, uh, early enough on the console, just because people like 3D platformers. Certainly worked with Mario Odyssey. I definitely don't think this is going to be Mario Odyssey level, but um, it looks cool. It looks fun. Uh, Four-player co-op is always a good idea, and that's what this is. Um, and Sackboy's a cute enough character. He's recognizable enough as a PlayStation brand. Yeah, He's no Crash, but you know. Yeah, I don't care about this at all, but sure. Yeah, it's not. A, it's a good idea to have it. Um, Destruction All-Stars is a thing, and I hate this trailer. Oh my god, I couldn't be more in on a game. The game itself might be fun. I hated the trailer. Just the over-the-top, like, trying too hard. Like, it was it was rough, I thought. Oh, man. And there's been so many puns because people think it's kind of like a battle royale in Cars. I've heard Fortnite. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I can't remember any of the rest right now. That pisses me off so bad. It um, is car death like arena death battle but like you can get you have a person inside the car who once the car crashes stays alive and can get their car back if they say i don't it's weird but it was just silly and i didn't like the trailer it looks like uh overwatch or bleeding edge meets uh wow the car game why can't i think of it all of a sudden you think of it you do oh my god oh my god boone's gonna kill you I know, I'm so mad. It's like the best game, too. Rocket League, Jesus. There you go. Holy crap. But uh, instead of playing soccer, you're uh, just killing other cars. I'm totally down for that. It looks like it would be a totally fun game. Like, we had a lot of fun with um, Rocket League for quite a while. We did. Uh, Next up is actually my favorite game of the conference that I didn't already know about. Uh, It is Kena Bridge of Spirits. Um, this is from a studio called Ember Labs, who's been uh, doing work with, they're mainly an animation studio before this. Um, it looks like I'm playing a Zelda-style game made by Laika. With a little bit of Pikmin thrown in. I'm 100% in this game. This game looks fucking great. Um, I love the idea of like the like morphable staff in a way. Like she uses her staff as a bow and arrow. She uses it as like an actual staff weapon, as like a magical wand. Um, the idea of controlling these little uh, like little soot type creatures or whatever in the world and having them like you unlock more of them as you like move stuff around in the world. And then this is a pretty cool combat, uh, super smooth look to the game. Like this, this, this was the surprise conference for me or a surprise of the conference for me as well. Um, and it looks fantastic. Chuck? Yeah, it looks like a lot of fun. Um, I don't know what else to say outside of what Josh said, so... That's fair. I'll stop talking uh, first. Liar. Uh, it, uh, yeah, it looks fantastic. Like It just kind of ticked all the boxes for me. I'm very excited for this game. Um, I, I can't wait for the game to come out. Um... One of the more forgettable games announced is Goodbye Volcano High. Uh, I just don't fucking care. I am so out on this game, but I kind of want to be in on it because it looks terrible. Imagine being more out on a game. It, it sounds like the name of a TV show on like Nickelodeon. It is, but like with furries. Um, I mean, you're totally playing high school, like dinosaur high schoolers at the end of the world. The, the like logo for the game is a meteor coming in and and destroying the earth. Like 
this game doesn't end happy for whatever it is. But you're right, there's just, and no kink shaming in any way, but there's just an uncomfortable feel to the look of this game. It just no, feels no. like I'm invading somebody else's personal, like, desires and, like, space. Yeah, fuck this game. I, I hope it never comes out. Uh, more power to them. Uh, I know some people who are, like, or have, like, seen people online that are actually excited for it. There's a game for everybody. Not that game. <laughs> uh, Oddworld Soulstorm. This looks cool as shit. I'm tired of all world games, man. It's all the same. Free your people. It's Fucking like, people wanting freedom, those assholes. Represent your people. Oh, representation, the worst. I played just tired. Games. I'm tired of odd world games, that's all. It's all, <laughs> it's all the same shit. I'm kind of with Chuck. I've played a little bit of three odd world games now, and they're all basically the same game, but they just continue to like look better. Um, I mean, they had some cool... Um, they had something cool with uh, Stranger's Wrath. It was a totally different take on it. Um, it was like the third yeah, person shooter one. Person. Huh? That game was fun. Yeah. I, I think this looks cool. I haven't grown tired of the Oddworld games, mainly because like I played a lot of the first one and then haven't dove deep in any of the other ones, aside from a little bit of Stranger's Wrath. Um, I think Abe is a cool character, and like I know... It's all the same kind of motif or whatever, but I like that storyline for a game. Um, also, kind of a Lemmings-ish type game. Get them through the world without letting them all die. I just don't care. That's but, okay. it's a good franchise to have. I mean, Oddworld's a big thing. Uh, but I just don't care. Um, what I do care about, hardcore, is Ghostwire Tokyo. What do you think of this, Chuck? I, didn't I, want, oh. I want this game so badly. It is <laughs> up there on most anticipated games. Um, it looks... The aesthetic of it's cool. Uh, I like what's going on as far as like what seemingly... Like the world that they've shown us. Um, it looks a little bit dishonored-ish at times. Um, as far as... But also... Did you wait, watch the way the hands move doing all like the magic stuff? I was like, it looks like magicians. Um, yeah, so this I'm game out. did not at all look like the game I thought that that was. When they announced it at E3 last year, and they had that little cute girl come out, and she was all like everybody's favorite human being ever, and they talked about this game from Shinji Mikami, and like it totally thought, like I thought it was going to be a realistic, like kind of. Uh, Japanese heavy action style horror game and yep, to an that. extent that's what it is but it's like this super over the top comic booky almost um, like catch the monsters in a way but they're all creepy looking ghosts but you're doing like the five fingers of death like taps on like pressure points and then shooting soul fireballs and like it looks cool as shit man <laughs> it looks really I fun want this game at a high pace like it's fast moving yes it is i want this so bad uh they also announced afterwards they weren't really clear and i was surprised they didn't announce during the show this does have a limited is a timed exclusive for playstation uh we don't know the length of that but uh at launch this will only be 
PS5 game. Yeah, the the verbiage around all that is super weird. That and another game, which we'll probably talk about here in just a second, is like they say console exclusive, but it might be timed. It might like I I also don't understand. But the only thing I know is that for sure it will debut on console on PlayStation, and then I guess potentially like Tomb Raider has a way of like ending that exclusivity and switching over. Um, uh, from what, what that seems to be what most of the quote unquote experts seem to believe is that it will be on Xbox at some point, probably not switch. Um, but that it's, it, uh, but if some, it was it, on switch, it is some type of timed exclusive is the thought, but it is when it comes out, will only be console wise on place on PS five. Um, jet the far shore. We cannot talk about this. Uh, yes, it's, it's the most forgettable thing. But I don't out- know what this game is trying to do. I don't like whatever it is. Um, I, I think what? it might have been made in Dreams, but I also don't know if they just were tone deaf to include that line powered by Dreams in like their. Did you notice that? Um, yes, I. I don't, I don't, I don't care. We've talked too much about it. Uh, you're, you're right. I, I'm sorry. I, I, I ruined it more than when I was puking. Let, let's, let's move <laughs> on to a game you are excited for. Godfall. Oh damn it! It was not. I keep waiting for you to say the word, but you're not saying it, you bastard. I have no desire to talk about Godfall in that weird hip hop fucking trailer. This game looks terrible. What a horrible choice for a trailer. Like it's they just so played- weird. <laughs> They played, like, bad hip-hop music for it, and I was like, you're not selling this game at all. Like, it's I like, don't understand. like Stargate-esque take on, like, ancient gods, and you're, like, a killing and getting better gear, and it's a very, like, exactly what I thought it would be, almost Melee Destiny-ish, but the combat looks bland and boring, and then you threw the fucking RZA on the background or whatever, but, like, not good RZA if it is, like... Yeah, no. This looks like weird. For Honor in the style of Destiny, and like I, it's weird that this was the first game they showed ever for the PS5, and I feel like they had more confidence in it at one point, and they're like, now we've got Spider Man, so you're to the middle of the show, Godfall. So, Bye-bye. No. Um, Solar Ash. This looks kind of cool. People love Hyperlight Drifter, um, which is the same studio. This looked cool. Obviously, not a next-gen looking game, but I don't care. As long as these games run super smooth, that's fine. I will probably never play this game, but hear a lot about it. Yep, I'm with you on that. Uh, <laughs> Hitman 3 um, will be out in January 2021, and it's Hitman, and I feel that about covers that. Uh, speaking yep. of uh, 3D platformers to have on PlayStation, Astro's Playroom was announced. That's the other, yep, that's the other one I was talking about earlier. I'm assuming that'll also be VR, like it uh, as well, like it is on current gen. Um, um, this is the free pack-in, so yeah. it actually comes with each console, and it is actually designed around all of the features of the DualSense controller. Okay. So I doubt it will be VR, but it's one of those like think Nintendo Land, but probably better than Nintendo Land because what isn't. I mean, it's whatever to me. I mean, it, I probably won't play the. If I try this, it'll be for an hour, and then I'm done with it forever, uh, unless I'm like super shocked. Um, be fine. Get one, guy am, one guy, I am. I was a pleasant surprise for me, and has since suffered the backlash of what's going on racially in the world. Um, is Little Devil inside? 
Oh my god, uh, this game looks so fucking cool. I don't even really know how to describe it. It looks really cool. Um, my little comment was about they have some enemies that look like a stereotypical like Sambo thing, I guess. But I, it's complete, easily able to tell that it was unintentional. Like the immediately the developer was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa we'll change it immediately." We didn't think anything about that. So um, uh, the way that I describe this game is, it looks like a Wes Anderson directed quixotic fantasy. Um, you totally look to be playing some like rich philanthropist, like wannabe adventurer who is kind of crazy and has this either old man butler or you're also the old man. And it's like this weird uh, flashback story or whatever. Uh, but it totally has like it's the trailer is cut like a Wes Anderson movie and like the good Wes Anderson movies. Um, everything about this, and it's a, it was a Kickstarter game from a couple of years ago. They, one of the original stretch goals was to get it on Wii U, I believe. So it's been around a while. Um, but it looks, I, I, I'm so in on this game. Like this and Kena, um, like those are the kind of games I'm like, fuck, like this is the stuff I wasn't expecting to see. And I'm really happy we got to see. Charles? Thoughts? Oh, did you get to watch this one? I wasn't sure if he had made you. No, I didn't get to watch it, but um, I'm sitting here looking at the pictures. It looks pretty cool. Some of the ship combat looks very interesting, and the uh, the aesthetics are are pretty wicked. I, I like, like how a lot of it looks like it's... it really well. Yeah, a lot of it kind of looks like it's a diorama in a way, like like little pieces of the world that you're in, but not a whole fully real. Like, I don't know, there's something to it that's just really creative that makes me just want to, like, fucking play that game. I will 100% own this game, uh, without a doubt. I, I'm very excited for that game. Uh, we don't have to talk about it. NBA 2K21, uh, the Zion reveal for next gen. Uh, sweat it turns out game. They show all of the sweat. Um, and then there's that, um, in my least favorite thing that I've seen in, in 2020 is bug snacks. Oh, bug snacks. Talking about bug snacks. It's the best. I don't care what you say, Evan. I see your face and I don't give a shit. Bug snacks is my jam. I am so in. I liked it. Yeah. You have Wait, one on. fucking you I forgot how it went. I forgot how it went. Do it again. Oh, oh, bug snacks. Talking about bug snacks. <laughs> oh, oh, bug snacks. Oh, it's the best, Evan. You eat little strawberry bugs and your hand becomes a strawberry. The guy says, I was going to pick up the candle and I had wiener hands and I couldn't do it. How do you not have fun? It's from the same guys who did Octodad, so it makes all the sense in the world. <laughs> I'm Evan's so here. <laughs> I hate Octo Oh man! <laughs> I, I saw because I was working at the time this conference was going on, and I saw you say, "I don't think I've ever hated a game more" or something like that. And I was like, "Oh, he must be talking about Bug Snacks Game of the Year." Bug Snacks. I'm so in. This thing is also taken over. People I are talking about it. Every trace of this game gets burned in a fire by accident. <laughs> Oh man, it's the best. Um, Jeff Jeff Grub, notable uh, games men, named himself on Twitter Grub Snacks. It's great stuff. I don't fuck this game. <laughs> fuck it in every way possible. Oh no, look at it, Bug Snacks. Uh, <laughs> he looks like a sleepy walrus uh, park ranger. 
with a great bad Australian accent. Look, there there are ca- uh, centipedes that are ribs. He's got uh, strawberry hands and curly fry hands. At the yeah, same time. He, 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 you are what you eat. The game. Um, this it is only so I can nominate it for worst game. Oh this, wow! Look at all the stuff he is on this one. He's a lime. He's an onion. He's a shrimp. Looks like a croissant. A croissant. <laughs> Evan, how are you not in on this game? You're not in on this game. You're a fucking troll, you old man. <laughs> I know that's what he's doing, but I love it. Oh, yay! Bugs snacks. snacks. You just say the about bug snacks. Yeah! <laughs> oh, man, I don't even feel pain anymore. The healing power of bug snacks, Evan. It'll man, I'm going to play the shit out of this game. I'm about PS5 just for this. Yeah. God. You do, just so I can hear the regret in your voice. Uh, <laughs> there's a Demon Souls remake, so yay for you people. Uh, uh, it's really cool to see where uh, first-gen PS3 games now look incredible on PS5, which, obviously, but this game yeah, looks for, gorgeous. Yeah, just not for me. Just not my thing, which is fine. Um, moving on, uh, what is for me, in the most way, uh, would be... If that's a link to Snacks, just fuck you sideways. Um, is Deathloop. Um, another game. My God, did you watch the new trailer for it? No. Uh, it just—if you were already sold on this game, it'll sell you even harder. It looks so good, man. Um, this really is like fast-paced espionage time loop mixed with Dishonored because it—it's it, this is from Arcane, if I'm not mistaken. It is. Um. This game looks incredible, and also, out of nowhere, is also a timed exclusive. I did not see that coming, or whatever exclusive. Same thing, same deal as Ghostwire Tokyo. Um, so, good on PlayStation on that, because, I mean, I'm 100% getting this game at launch. Yeah, um, very, very smart of them. Not necessarily my favorite game of the conference, just because I don't, you know, love Dishonored. Um, but it's a cool, th- like, pro- like, a cool theory of a game, and the trailers... Are great. I love the like seventies black exploitation style and art they use throughout it. Um, give me a game that actually works somehow in that hand drawn style thing, and I'm all about it. But um, this looks like exactly what you guys want from a Dishonored game. Except way more fast paced, like way more fast paced than a Dishonored game. He had two handguns and he put them, you know, back to back and made a super handgun. It was awesome, and he clearly you're clearly using powers and like force throwing people off of bridges and oh god it was so cool i was i'm so sold on that game uh in the most nope for me but happy for a lot of people resident evil 8 village yeah uh i'm gonna give one of these a solid try maybe it's eight i don't know people are real real excited about it i just don't maybe it's eight huh what did you eight. say about eight? No, maybe it's eight. The one that I give a try to. Oh, okay, okay, I get you. Um, yeah, I mean, I I used to play Resident Evil games, but I also used to not be a pussy when it came to being scared in games, and that time has long since passed, and that ended with uh, White Knight. 
And so <laughs> Resident Evil 8 Village is not going to be played. It does show Chris Redfield showing up at the end, and then but he's seemingly a bad guy as he shoots a human person. Uh, so, Ooh. yeah, twist! Um, yeah, I don't know what else to say. Not for me. Sure. But maybe maybe by that time we can be in person again and we'll put another demo out and we can play it. Not on Mixer. Not on Mixer. Uh, listen to the first show. Uh, Pragmata coming in 2022. So it's a long ways off. Yeah, the, uh, the furthest game out they showed. It is. Um, well, that we know of. Uh, at first I thought this was Dead Space because of the way that guy was drawn in the suit. Um, I don't describe this game because I don't really know how, but I am intrigued by it. Uh, Chuck, did you see this one? Nope. It, uh, so I think this is the game from the Dead Space writer because we knew going in, um, that his game was going to be revealed. He came out and said that. Uh, I never actually heard official confirmation, but I think it is. Um, you play a spaceman who's got a little robot girl that he's like for some reason trying to protect or whatever. At first it looked like the division a little bit because you're like in a New York style city. Uh, but then as you start to look around and you've got this like holographic retelling, like, you know, kind of like you did in the division as well, where you could like see the echoes of what happened or whatever. Uh, like buildings are super warped in like MC Escher style or whatever, like twisted and like going around and then out of nowhere, a fucking satellite crashes through the sky and it reveals that you're in like some big space station dome or whatever. Uh, and you land on the moon with the little girl who can breathe in space and you're looking at earth and he says, freedom, our freedom, pragmata. That was some damn fine nutshelling there, sir. Um, I don't know what else to say about it, man. It's so weird. It's weird, but I, it kind of sold me. I don't know why it did, but it kind of sold me. Um, so, yeah, Pragmata 2022, probably later. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I, I, I'm here for that. I like uh, that and, like, string shield that he used. Yeah. Yeah, it all looked cool. I don't know why, but it did. Uh, <laughs> and finally, well, at least on the games front, uh, Horizon Forbidden West was what they closed the show with uh, for games. Uh, uh, Josh is buying my copy of this. I would like to just reiterate. Uh, don't know that yet, but yes. It's 100% happening, and you know it. Uh, <laughs> Not when I throw it when I send these podcasts to Sony and we get free codes for them. What? Whatever, as long as I get myself a free game, you're covered. Because <laughs> uh, this is not a launch game, and I'm not positive it's in 2021, but we'll see. Well, they uh, say this. Oh, I know. I don't. I, that doesn't mean it will make it. Uh, games get delayed. It turns out. Um, I I like Horizon Zero Dawn. I don't love it. Um, it almost had too much just mm-hmm. stuff to do. I love the world, and I really enjoy the story of that game and the lore. Uh, so that has kept me excited for Horizon Forbidden West. Um, a little more polished, and I think I could really fall in love with like this franchise. Um, and this trailer was dope. It looked real pretty. The underwater stuff looks so cool. Man, the underwater uh, stuff is gorgeous. It was. There was a lot of like new robot animals. I don't forget what they're called. Um, I don't know. It, it looked awesome. 
Yeah, uh, um, I this was the thing I wanted to see going into, and was my favorite thing coming out of this whole conference. Um, it's like one of my favorite games of this generation by far. Probably my favorite like sci-fi style video game story ever told. Um, the idea of continuing that is awesome. Giant oliphants uh, that are robots looks fucking dope. Um, I am so in on this game, and Lance Reddick is still alive, and hopefully we get to kill him. <laughs> no, I love Lance Reddick. I do too, but he's a bad guy. Uh, Chuck, what do you think about this? What are your thoughts on the First Horizon? Did you like that game? Uh, I liked a lot of it, but some of the stuff, like, um, irritated me. Um, some of the things, uh, some of the limitations. Um, uh, and I've never actually finished the story. Uh, my son did, but, uh, I don't know. I gave it like a, like a seven, I guess. It's something to play, but not incredibly memorable for me, at least. Uh, this looks a lot of the same to me uh so it's not gonna cause me to go out and buy a ps5 or anything that's fair did you see the big turtle (laughs) let me reiterate turtle there's also a big fucking you can play as a you can uh play against a big fucking frog if you just play ori that's close to the same thing giant spider yeah spider uh, and then they actually closed the show by revealing the uh, the actual console, um, and that there are two SKUs, which was a kind of that that hadn't really been rumored for Sony, but wasn't a big surprise for me. It makes sense because one of these is going to be expensive, and one of those will be less so. Less expensive will not yeah it doesn't have a disc drive, uh, which I think is fine uh, as long as they're the same power level. I imagine that's what the one you'll be getting, Josh. Um, yeah, for me, I always like the uh, the option of having physical media, and I like paying cash for my games. Uh, so that would be physical for me. Um, it is. Uh, we're not sure how big it is, but it's big. Um, oh no, it's fifteen inches. It's how? Fifteen inches. Okay, that's still the pretty. PS4 pretty. is twelve or twelve point five, so it's almost three inches longer or whatever. Um, it's also a decent bit thicker, from what I understand. It's a beefy boy. I love the look of this console. It is the right kind of fucking weird. Um, it's pretty it's... split on opinion of that. I don't love it, but I actually don't really care about that. As long as it works and plays games good, I don't really care about that. But uh, it wasn't my favorite. I did enjoy the memes that popped up from it, though. They were... <laughs> Chuck, what do you think about the look of the PlayStation? Uh, I mean, it's big. Uh, it's very, you know, early 2000s router looking. Uh, feels a little try-hard to me, but it is Japanese as shit. I do like, I like, I like the white on it. Um, I thought it, it's been a while since we had that, like since the 360 uh, white version, I think since the last time we had a white console that was like a standard version. The Xbox One S came out white. Did it? Okay. Uh, there, was a white, there was a white PS4 te- uh, with Destiny as well, but I mean, like, I think the dual tone of this 
is uh, a solid choice. I think it makes it a lot more striking design. It's probably my favorite thing, along with like the vent lights. Um, I think look just look cool to me. I love the way the controller looks uh, along with that dual tone. So uh, I knew when I saw the controller that it was a high probability I was really going to like the actual design of this console. That, uh, that thing is going to be moving some air through that thing because it's going to run hot. <laughs> well, I mean, the, the thing that's most exciting about it is that the fact that that is just straight up a... Like, it's really good ventilation. Um, I think they took to heart a lot of the talk of, like, the PS4 jet engine. Um, And hopefully this thing has enough ventilation and cooling to be able to handle that. Um, Also, looking at it right now, it kind of matches the tone of the PSVR headset, now that I think about it. Yep. Man, the all-black version looks way better. See, I yeah, I like the dual tone, personally. Um, there, that's that's a fan mock-up, obviously, but um, I'm sure there'll be special edition versions and everything else. I'm not worried that worried about it. I mean, it's fun to talk about, and like I said, I really enjoyed the memes. The one with it as the Pope hat just made me laugh hysterically. <laughs> I am, I mean, yeah, I will say I'm flat out like I'm like all in on like all the accessories they showed. I don't care about the media remote, but um, I really want the 3D audio headset. I really want the uh, new yeah, camera. Yeah, God, yeah, 3D Claudio. Where's where's my Coheed VR game? Sprinkle it. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> that would be worse than the CNC Music Factory game that came out on Sega CD. Nothing is worse than the CNC Music Factory game that came out on the Sega CD. I disagree. That sounds amazing. It's you a music video creator in which you put <laughs> clips from already existing music videos together. You're just selling me harder. They should remake this. Gonna make you sweat till you bleed, Josh. <laughs> I bled earlier. Yeah, you did. Uh, all right, that's it, man. A uh, lot of fucking trailers. A lot of great games coming our way. Uh, as we mentioned in the first show, our next show is gonna have a lot more of this. We're gonna have a lot of trailers from Xbox, Ubi, and probably some from Square by that time. So uh, make sure to stay tuned. That's it for this show. Make sure to check out the third show where we're gonna talk about what, uh, what we're playing. Uh, which includes like some the Minecraft Dungeons DLC, uh, West of Dead, um, and most notably uh, Last of Us 2. So uh, stay tuned. Thank you for listening to Free For All, your source for all things geek. We just wrapped up another episode, but we're not done. Stay tuned for part three, and make sure to download part one as well. Don't forget to subscribe to the show on iTunes and rate and review us too. That's the best way for new folks to find our show. You can also find us on the Google Play Store, Stitcher, or your favorite podcasting app. Don't forget that you can now subscribe to our YouTube channel to watch the show as we record, and you can catch our live streams on the Free For All Facebook page. Also, feel free to tweet us at FFA Podcast to keep in touch. Thanks again, everyone, and we'll see you next time. Josh, are you okay?
I know I need to know your thoughts. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> Josh, are you okay? No. Do we need to call someone? Uh, it's bad. Hey, don't throw up in your hand on camera. Oh, he does. Oh, no. Oh, my God.